This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. Heck yeah, it is the Monty Show on Wednesday, September 29th, 2021. I feel like I got hit by a truck today, Jake. Yeah, not great, huh? I don't know, man. We're going to have to go over whether or not this is the... I got my, my COVID booster yesterday. My, I, I can tell you what, I feel like I got hit in the arm by something. I slept... I, I, we got to talk about, like, sleep quality, like, the $6,000 rocket ship bed. Like, there's just all kinds of things going on. We got to talk about that. We got to do Pac-12 power rankings. Power. With power, which I know is going to piss a bunch of people off. This NBA COVID thing, I don't even know where to begin with this. Devin Booker, it turns out, is not vaccinated. Dude, that's your guy. Confirmed through a guy I know at the Suns that Book is not vaccinated. He is in protocol. He is the only Phoenix Sun who is not vaccinated. Like, I, I just, I don't understand this, this the struggle to get these guys all vaccinated. Like I am, I am shocked by it. I really and truly am shocked by it. And I, yeah, I don't know what the NBA is going to do. I mean, your life as an unvaccinated NBA NBA player is going to suck. I mean, you can't go, basically you can't do anything in San Francisco, LA, California, um, California at all. Um, You're not going to be able to go out in social circles. You're not going to be able to eat with the team. Like, just it, it makes no sense to me. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I think it's I, I just think getting the vaccine in the NBA is your path to normalcy. It is your path to to allowing you to focus on the game, because that's the thing. It's it, it becomes a distraction for not only you, but the team. And yes. when you're when you're Devin Booker, the best player on the Suns, uh, that's kind of a tough pill to swallow for the organization. So I don't really know what you know, what his logic is or what. You know, we haven't really heard books speak on it. You know, I don't know if he's a if he's a HIPAA guy or if he's a if he's a privacy guy. He's got to do his research. He's got to do his research. Like, I don't I don't know. What, I don't know what kind of guy. Why? He is. Here's the other thing. And not that this is where we want to start the show. But like, why can't you just have the balls to come out and say, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get the vaccine. I don't I don't trust the vaccine. I worry about what it's going to do to my body. Like. I'm not getting the vaccine right now. I think that's HIPAA. Like, what? Why are you? Why are you? That HIPAA drop is Dak Prescott. I, I think that's HIPAA. And then I think that's the, HIPAA. Yeah, the HIPAA argument got blown up, and now it turned into, well, I've got to do my research. Well, we're going on three years of this this virus. You got to, um, you got to do your research. It, you're stu- you, you're doing your research. We have a year's worth of research. And you're still doing your research? It's an antibody cocktail. It's Like, I don't understand why people won't just... If you're not going to get vaccinated, and, you know, it's shocking LeBron James got vaccinated. I have no idea how that happened. I don't know if he tripped and fell on a hypodermic that happened to have the vaccine in it. I have no idea. Spinal. Yeah, he was He was a guy who was hardcore anti-vax. Mm-hmm. And you have these guys who now are just like, yeah, I got to do my research. My cousin's mom's brother's friends, um, newspaper delivery boy's brother who um, works in a milk factory, knew a guy they went to high school with um, whose grandfather 
died of influenza back in Vietnam, but his best friend won't get vaccinated. Um, like that's where we are in this country. <laughs> it's that level of ridiculousness that these guys won't get, they won't get vaccinated. Where are we at in society today? You know, in the NBA is basically following California's lead with these with the protocols for players and group activities, group meals. Yeah. Like, they're following. And you're never going to have a vaccine mandate because I don't think the players' union will ever agree to that. No. no, no. And probably Kyrie's nor should the they. the VP of the players' union. That ain't happening. Yeah, and, and, and likely nor should they. You know what I mean? But I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I think it's very interesting. Um, Brylark says, oh, boy, starting out hot today. Yeah, I guess a little bit. Uh, Edgar Garcia says, good morning. Uh, what's up? Good morning. He says, my boys. What's up, what up, Edgar? Good to see you. Dane says, morning. Gabe says, morning. James says, morning. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. Good evening, James from down What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Some people did not like that drop yesterday, by the way. <laughs> hey, you know, that drop played in the kitchen. <laughs> I got that. I got that well, yesterday. you know what? That's our show, and I'm not trying to flip you the bird, but that's our show. Like, my, I, like yeah. you know, what do you want? What do you want me to say? My guy Kevin sent me some DMs yesterday, and he's like, you know, I had I had the kids at the island. We were eating dinner uh, <laughs> or eating breakfast, and you know, you guys are playing that MF or drop, <laughs> and I, you know, I have to scramble over and tell the A word to turn off, and this I do a code ten aboard. I do appreciate that Kevin was listening to the show on on Amazon. Thank you. Just tell Amazon the A word. Dick Alexa. Um, <laughs> just tell Amazon Alexa uh, to find the Monty Show podcast, and she will. Um, so, Kev, I appreciate you did that. I'm sorry if you, if that upset you. I I apologize. But much to your point, yeah, that's what this show is. Uh, Zachary Thornton says, "Not true about California. No vaccine requirement to go out socially, etc. No passport needed. Well, nobody said you needed a passport. No, we're talking about the NBA. We're talking about yeah. the M NBA players being essentially forced into getting, you know, vac vaccinated. Well, and really, what they've said is, if you're if you're an NBA player and you're not vaccinated, you're not going to be able to go to public meals. You're, th I mean, it's really restrictive." And your 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 exposure to the rest of the team in public set, settings is almost none. Um, I mean, and it, I, I get it. Again, I get it. I understand it. they're trying to protect a billion dollar industry. Well, so and why wouldn't you? Over the weekend, we talked about what it would take for you to play pickup basketball again, and and you were like you weren't sure. And then we kind of came to an agreement. Like Mrs. Monty felt like you would be fine after you know you know getting the booster and letting giving it two weeks to do its thing. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I'm unsure about playing pickup basketball. I got, I got my, I got the booster shot yesterday. My, by the way, my arm hurts. Like I'm just sitting here still today. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. And it just is. And we'll talk about this towards the end of the show in non-sports, but um, yeah, my arm hurts, but I got the, I got the third dose. And I even asked the guy like, you know, what does this mean for like, you know, like it's social events and travel. And he said, you know, basically what this means is that um, the research shows that if you if you happen to come into contact with COVID, that your chances of having a severe illness uh, are limited. Um, your percentages of, of being hospitalized are almost none. Um, so he said, well, I, I would continue to exercise caution, wearing a mask in indoor spaces and 
you know, just doing the things that I always do. Um, but it gives you a little more modicum of freedom. Right. You know, is what it is. So, you know, yeah. And Gabe, I agree with you. He says, if unvax people have so little faith in the medical community, why are they packing ICUs and taking beds from people who believe in science? Yeah. But, and that's the thing I don't understand. All these guys come to science when they get sick and they need ICUs and ventilators. And it's just this whole conversation of, Hey, I'm an unvaxxed NFL player or NBA player. Cole Beasley. And I, you know, I think I have the right to play football or basketball. It's like, well, what about the guys around you? You know, like that. What about the guys around you who have taken the steps to get vaccinated and, uh, you know, isolate and, you know, go through that process. And now they're going to get COVID from you and they're potentially going to bring that home with them. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it's the breakthrough cases are scary, you know, but hopefully, listen, hopefully all this goes away. Hopefully more people continue to get vaccinated is what it is. I have no problem with what the NBA is doing. I yeah. really don't. Um, Jake, is BYU a top 10 team in the country? Uh, not quite. Not quite. You know, I see a lot of fans, a lot of people on Twitter saying, oh, uh, really quick breaking news. Richard Sherman is signing with the Buccaneers. Um, so oh, that's, wow. a nice, that's a nice little pickup for them. Quick little breaking news there. I don't know if it is <clears> or not. We'll see. I, if he's going to play safety, that's a good pickup. As a cover corner, I think Richard Sherman's best days are well behind him. I would agree. I would agree. So, anyway, just throwing that out there. But, yeah, is BYU a top-10 team in the nation? Not quite yet. I think a lot of people want to want to stretch and say that, you know, they're better than, you know, let's say a team who I believe is sitting at number 11 in Ole Miss. And and my, my biggest thing with BYU right now is they haven't had an opportunity to play an SEC team. And that's the problem. The top 10 is loaded with, with you know, SEC talent. And I am not 100% confident that uh, that BYU can beat SEC talent yet, uh, just to be quite honest with you. So are they a top 10 team in the country? No. In my opinion, they're not quite yet. If they win again this week, uh, then I think you have to start kind of talking about it. Like, again, BYU is at 13. Ole Miss is 12. Ohio State's 11. Do we think BYU could beat Ohio State? Mm, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, you know. In, in Provo, maybe the chances are better. But BYU's not doing what, you know, Oregon did. You know, BYU's not doing doing that. So that's why I say when I look at this top 10 stack, like I look at at number 10, you got Florida. At number 9, you got Notre Dame. And at number 8, you got Arkansas. Those three teams right there, to me, are all going to give BYU a hell of a fight. So, no, I don't think that BYU is a top 10 team right now. And I think BYU is going to have to win a couple of games to break into the top 10. Frankly, if we're being completely honest, they're going to have to get to like seven or eight. No, to break the top 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's asking a lot right now just because there's no proving ground. Um, and that's why I think yesterday's announcement about BYU and Notre Dame next year on October 8th in Las Vegas is such a big deal because it brings you that 2022 schedule is a ball breaker, man. Like it is. You're starting on the road at USF. Remember, there's no Utah next year. Like, as you lead into Big 12 play, you're going to get tested quite significantly for the rest of this year and, and all of next year. And I think BYU is not a top 10 team because they have not earned that yet. Um, you know, you have two teams in USU and Boise coming up. You got to be Baylor. There's no question about that. Um, and who knows, we're going to do, po uh, you know, Pac-12 power rankings here in a minute. I, I don't know what USC is, frankly, and I don't know that anybody knows what USC is, but this is the week where we all move into legit versus not legit, because guess what, friends, uh, Saturday, it'll be October. 
And Hell yeah. you know, you're playing your first Friday night is September 1st. You're going to be playing your first football games in October this weekend. And it's moving season, um, you know, because you, you just don't have as much time. You're at the quarter pool, um, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you're in a situation where um, you're four and oh, and you're top 15, you're 13th in the country. I don't know that it matters. That's, I guess, the other part of this conversation. Does it matter right now that BYU is not ranked in the top 10? No, I mean, it doesn't matter from, like, you know, like, overall. I mean, I, I just think that BYU fans and, and fans in general college football, that when BYU is good, it's good for the sport. And I think that, you know, getting into that top 10 is it would be a huge accomplishment for the program, I think. But, yeah, I mean, you know, being 25% done with your season, I would say, you know, like, you're not – it's not world ending that you're not top 10. I just think that for BYU in this schedule, you're right. Like, I think they got to get past, you know, you got to win, you know, Utah state Boise, and then you got to beat Baylor. Those three games will take you obviously to seven and zero. And I think once you start getting seven, eight, even nine, you know, once you're in that territory, now they don't have a choice because you're not going to put, a nine and zero BYU team at eleventh, and a ten and or uh, or an eight and one Ohio State team at ten. You know, like you're not doing that. That's that's just not how it works in college football. So I just think you gotta keep winning games, keep winning football games, keep looking good doing it. You know, don't have any stumbles or close ones that you win by a field goal, win comfortably, and you're gonna be fine. I, that's that's my honest opinion on it. Well, and I think we all know when we get to the playoff, perception is reality. Your resume is going to matter, especially when you're an independent. Um, you know, you're going to need to be impressive. So I would agree that, you know, you need to pound Utah State this weekend by 14 points. Uh, we'll have a pick for you on Friday on that game. Um, you know, I, I just think when when I look up and down uh, the rankings in college football right now, and I, I think you're asking an awful lot um, if, if you're asking voters to put, um, you know, to put, BYU amongst the top 10 teams in the country because I think there are some real power football teams in the top 10 um you know and I with all due respect to what BYU's done um because I think they have earned a lot of people's respect um I just don't think that you're Alabama Georgia I think you're on par with Oregon I really do Mm -hmm. I think Oregon is lofty I think they're overrated at, at three but Penn State I think is a much better football team Iowa Oklahoma I think BYU is probably better than Cincinnati right now, who's seventh in the country. Um, you know, Arkansas, I think, is absolutely one of the top ten teams. Uh, I don't know what but is. But like no- with Arkansas, they're a Cinderella story, right? I mean, they're 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 a story where they're that feel good yeah. program right now. Like, so they're getting a lot of hype out of the media. You know, not that they're not not that their four zero isn't legit, but you're just seeing ESPN's covering them a lot. Like, they're getting a lot of run that way. So. You know, that's why I say, like, you know, teams, if I'm BYU, the teams that I'm looking at, and I'm like, okay, these are some of the teams that we're going to be looking to jump, you know, when we when we win these next three weeks. Yes. You know, we're going to be looking to jump Ole Miss at 12, Ohio State at 11. We're going to be looking to jump those guys because Ohio State's already got the one loss, obviously, as we've talked about so much on this show. I would assume that Ole Miss is going to have a loss by the time you get to the seventh and eighth round of, of college football. Florida's already got a loss. So I start looking at all these teams who've already lost. All those teams are automatically under BYU if BYU gets See, to nine and zero. But I, I don't know about that because who's Florida's lost to? Alabama, you know. And granted, that's a loss at home at the Swamp. Um, but you know, I, I think I don't know. 
Florida's a, Florida's a very good football team. See, and this is the great debate. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I think that the interesting question is, do you believe that BYU can hang with the the best of the best? I, I don't think they're within 17 points of Alabama. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're within 17 points of Georgia. Um, I do not think they're within 10 points of Penn State. What about Florida? Because I feel like Florida is the middle ground. Florida is just so damn fast. Yeah. Florida, is, Florida has athletes. Those athletes next year will be actual football players. Um, and I think next year Florida is going to be a much better team. Right now, I think Florida is vulnerable. This is what I say about Oregon. Oregon's getting a lot of credit for beating what's turning out to be a mediocre Ohio State team. Mm-hmm. I feel like Oregon's lofty. I feel like Oregon can be beat. Mm-hmm. I feel like Penn State's better than Oregon, in my opinion. Um, but that tells you the, the respect that Ohio State gets. The answer is I don't know. I don't know. I, you look at, look at a team like Coastal. Coastal beat BYU last year, essentially ended their season last year. Yeah, seriously. Well, Coastal is 16th. Mm-hmm. Why is BYU ahead of Coastal? Because look at the, the opponents they're playing. Yeah, They're playing three P5 teams. Um, and USF, who's not going to get a lot of love from anybody because, frankly, they're not very good. Um, you know, you rested a ton of players, as now we know. So I, I, I don't know, man. I think, I think BYU is right where they should be. I think they're at 13. They've earned that respect. I think this weekend in the top 25 is it's huge. It's bananas. I mean, you look at Alabama um, against Ole Miss at Bryant-Denny in, in Tuscaloosa. It's game of the weekend. Yeah. That is a huge, huge football game. And so when I look at the way Ole Miss is going to lose, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so I say to myself, well, you know what? If BYU handles their business in Logan on Friday night, this is going to be a moot point because I think Old Miss is going to lose. Yeah. Now, the bigger issue, if you really have to and you're desperate to be top 10, if Alabama loses, <coughs> excuse me, if Alabama loses, that's not good for BYU getting into the top 10. Um, but it's good for a college football playoff if they get to that point, though. You're yeah. hoping they lose. And know? I look at Arkansas and Georgia. Yeah. You know, Georgia's number two, Arkansas's number eight, huge game. Um, I look at Michigan, Wisconsin, huge game. That's and this is and and I think you make a great point. Like I just don't, I'm not confident that BYU can hang with the SEC. That I guess is my hesitation. I'm not confident that 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 BYU can beat Ole Miss. I'm not confident they could beat Florida or Arkansas. Obviously, it goes without saying Alabama. Nobody's yeah. nobody's on Alabama's level. But, but look at Cincinnati, Notre Dame this weekend. Yeah, could BYU beat? Either of those teams, I think, I think, I think Notre Dame is probably a bigger challenge than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is very good. You know, I don't know. Games at South Bend, so you, I mean, I think you're going to lean Notre Dame in that game. By the way, can I just say really quick, I am super excited not to have any dating life this weekend, so I can just watch football endlessly. This well, weekend. so wait, you're not going out with the teacher this weekend? No, because she's out of town. She's going. She's on a trip. She's going somewhere. Always so. got an excuse. Okay, sure, whatever. I'm just saying, can I not just be excited about football? Nope. Nope. By the way, are we taking care of the flag situation out front of the house? No. You got a Notre Dame flag. I can't hang it right now. Get laid and you can touch my flags. Uh, anyway, the point is. Blowing in the wind. Exactly right. Uh, the point is it's a big weekend in college football. So, yes. by the way, don't overlook Greg Schiano beating Ohio State this weekend. Don't overlook that because I think there's a chance that happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, Spencer Morgan says COVID talk already. Well, we were talking NBA. Yeah, we kind of um, went down the rabbit hole. Sorry about that. Uh, James Knight says, officially fully vaxxed from yesterday. Nice. 
Uh, teams like BYU and Cincy need two or three undefeated or one loss seasons before they're taken seriously. Well, BYU's in that second season. I mean, the year they put together last year, and now you're four and zero, and you have a legitimate shot to be six and zero. You know, you're going to get to middle of October. People are paying attention to BYU. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah, there's on no that. doubt Let's about that. Let's be very clear. People are paying attention. No doubt. Uh, Josh Lovren says, as long as Notre Dame stays in front of BYU, they won't sniff the college football playoff and possibly an NY6. I think if BYU wants to lock up a playoff spot in a New Year's Six Bowl, go undefeated. Yeah, simple as that. That's always been the edict when you're an independent. It, it really is. And has. there's no chance that – I don't believe that Notre Dame's going undefeated. They, they are always a one-loss team. Cody Strickland says, I'm pretty sure I traumatized my children last night. I sent you a video. Oh, was that on Instagram? That was you? What happened? Okay. I w- so this morning I wake up, right? And I'm like, man, all right, it's so early already. He, I ain't got no Cody video, Cody Strickland, if, if, if this is the video that I, you know, remember from this morning when I was half asleep, uh-huh. Cody Strickland, if memory serves, had one of those, you know how they make those huge fake black spiders? You know, the big ones? Yes. So he had one of those and, like, threw it. There was, like, a situation in the bedroom, and the kids were there, and he basically scared them all. It was pretty funny, actually. But I was very confused because I was still groggy waking up. And I was like, all right, I got to look at this again later. But but that makes sense now because I had never seen that account on Instagram. Someone had tagged me in the post, and I was like, who is this person? Okay. But that makes sense now. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Gabe Lovely says, taking nothing away from BYU, U Arizona is clearly a P5 team in name only after losing to NAU. No pity for the kitty. Yeah, I'm, I have no love <laughs> for Arizona. Arizona is not good. Yeah. Arizona is not good. Nah. At all. Nah. But I think we also saw that BYU didn't run much offense. And really, they didn't show anything offensively or defensively against Arizona. Yeah. So, but Gabe's right. As long as you got the win, that's all that matters. Jeez. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, who would you guys start versus Utah State, Jaron or Baylor? We've talked about this at nauseum. Um, if he's healthy, you're starting Jaron Hall. I mean, that's pretty clear. Yeah. Um, Edgar Garcia says, that's Savage AF with the spider video. <laughs> well, you'll have to show it to me because apparently Cody Strickland only sends stuff to you now because I'm just not good enough. Okay, l- let me try to you know, find it on the fly here real quick. I got a, cr- I got a crazy headache working right now. Really? Dude, I'm telling you. Okay, let, let's get into it. There's no rules on this show. Talk about it. What the hell is going on here, man? I Well, and I don't know. Is it? It's not dehydration. I drank my ass off yesterday. Okay. Um, And peed all day. Peed all... Like, me and Nighttime Pee Guy were just chilling in the cut last yeah, night. Yeah, you guys have a great relationship. Um, and, But you know what? I had stopped drinking... My, you know, like, I'm taking my protein at lunch or earlier... So that I'm not drinking protein at night, so that nighttime pee guy is uninvited. Right. Last night we went and worked out, and for whatever idiot moronic reason, I chose to drink a protein shake at like nine o'clock last night. Duh, that did not work yeah, out. Yeah, well. that was not a smart move. Um, slept terribly. My my like this COVID thing. My left arm is killing me. Like is it I, throbbing. Is it just it, it hurts? Just, it, like, right now, like I can't even move my arm, and it, it's just it hurts. Yeah. And like I slept on that last night, that was part of the issue. I was super hot. I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I, and now I have this crazy headache. Like I don't know, is this, is this the vaccine again? Maybe it's the vaccine kicking in. Yeah, God, I don't know. Damn. Like, frankly, last couple of vaccine shots I got, I felt way worse than this. Yeah. 
But now, like, I just have, like, a sinus headache all of a sudden. Like, I, I was very grateful that getting the Pfizer vaccine did pretty much nothing to me. Like, I, I yeah. was very grateful for that. So, I, I don't know. I mean, that's something to monitor for sure. That's something to monitor. I survived surgery, and now I'm going part cyborg. Ooh, Nye Guy's back. He's Nye back. Guy's back. Good okay. to see you, buddy. Let's Glad go, you baby. survived. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, welcome to old man biological functions talk. <laughs> okay. James Knight says, Jake, easy with the throbbing chat. What do you mean? I don't know. Um, I was just asking if your arm was throbbing. It is throbbing. Yeah. It really is throbbing. How bad is the uh, Pac-12 right now? Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's it's a mess. I mean, there's it, it's worse than years before. You know, I think, you know, we were looking at Pac-12 power rankings last night. And, hmm. you know, most people, the problem I have right now with most people's opinions on the Pac-12 is that they're putting a team in, you know, Utah, with all due respect to Utah, you're putting Utah ahead of USC. Well, I think you have to. I don't know about that. I, I legit, why? Why Why do we have to? Well, what, because what exactly have they done? USC has been an absolute dumpster fire. But with all due respect, like, are we, are we not saying that about Utah? They're barely scraping out a win against an awful Washington State right, team. Right, but the difference is they did scrape out a win. Yeah. And and USC got their beloved Keaton Slovis back, and they did not scrape out a win. They got embarrassed at home against Oregon State. But does it count for nothing that, that – and this is kind of my logic for having USC a little bit higher than they are and why I think they're getting shade thrown at them. They were a completely different team with Dart on the field. Yes, and I think that it's not fair to, you know, yes, they lost the game, absolutely. But what I'm getting to here, my point is, is that when you put Slovis back on the field and all of a sudden they can only put up 27 points, that to me is is the issue, you know? So that's why I say I don't think that USC is actually the eighth best team in the Pac-12. I think they're probably like four or five, somewhere in there, when Jackson Dart is playing football. But right now he's hurt. I, I don't know about that. Uh, when Jackson Dart was on the field, they would if he was on the field, they would have beaten Oregon State. And that's why I say that. Like, but they didn't, yeah, and yeah. so you can't give them credit for that. Yeah. So I look at I look and at I don't Oregon think State there's is three and one. Like it's it's annoying. I don't think there's any doubt the top three teams in the Pac-12, in my opinion, are UCLA one, Oregon two, ASU three. Yeah, I can't. I can't put Oregon State at three, dude. Like a lot, I've said, no, I, I have was, Arizona when I was a, State at three. I know. I yeah. was looking at a lot of people last night, a lot of articles and stuff, and a lot of people have Oregon State at three, and I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I agree with you. Um, I I also kind of agree. Now that we've seen Ohio State more, that 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 Oregon win at Ohio State wasn't as big a deal as it was at the time. However, they are four zero. You know, so that's why I put Oregon number one. They but are. I think if Oregon and UCLA play, which they will down the line, um, that's going to be a hell of a football game. And I think we'll finally get our answer. So to me, again, just just so we're all clear, I have Oregon, UCLA, ASU. And I think BYU would be would be number two on the list if they were in the Pac-12. Oregon's got one win. Yeah. Ohio State at the shoe. Mm -hmm. Because Stony Brook... Arizona and Fresno State are not impressive wins to me. But is Fresno State a bad loss? Because you obviously UCLA has that. So is that is that a bad loss even though it's not a quality win? I think it is a bad loss. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they fought Oregon tooth and nail. 
That yeah. was a one-score game. Yeah. Uh, but I look at Oregon, and I I understand it. Listen, there Mario's got them playing good football. Um, I love the discipline we saw about the kid who got a penalty for yeah. spinning the ball. What did you? So a lot of people didn't like that. that. You liked. It. I loved it because it's just it's jackassery. I mean, you're a nobody, and you're picking up a penalty for spinning a football. I was a little surprised it was a penalty. To get me your ass back on the sideline, man. Yeah, like you're a nobody. You're yeah. a nothing. Yeah, well, isn't he? Wasn't he a third stringer? I think. Yeah, right. He, he, something like that. He, you just don't do that. Yeah. I mean, listen. And he's got Anthony Brown playing really good football. Anthony has not turned the ball over. C.J. Verdell's having a, a really good season. Get into the meat of the Pac-12 schedule, and then let's talk about how good you are. Yeah. Because you beat Ohio State, and Verdell was unbelievable in that game. Um, their big playability was on full display, but. You know what? I, I think that you're going to have a pretty easy run up to, to October 23rd um, when you go to the Rose Bowl to take on UCLA. Yeah, that's going to be a game, bro. And that's going to well, be Well, it's their game of the year. Yeah. Because, you know, then it's Colorado at Washington, Washington State. Those are three wins. Oregon's better than a struggling Washington team right now. Um, you know, I, I they're, the question is, you know, what is that, that – the rivalry game at the end of the year. What does Oregon, Oregon state look like this year? You know, because if you, and again, yeah. not trying to downplay anybody, but I look at Oregon state, you know, like you lost to Purdue. Yeah. You know, that's not a, that's the, and granted yeah. it's on the road, but you, you're three and one because you've beaten Hawaii, Idaho and fucking SC who can't throw the football. Oregon state is not the third best team in the pack. Well, right now. I think, I think a lot of people would disagree with that. I uh, think it's yeah. ASU. Yeah. My personal opinion is I, I think it's ASU. Well, and we're going to get, we're going to see, right? I mean, they, they have UCLA this week, so, you know. Yeah. And that's at the Rose bowl. Yeah. And by the way, that's a, that is a big time national television game. FS one. So, but, but, and again, and not to be a dick about it, but again, Arizona state lost the only game that they've played BYU Yeah, on the road. And they look, terrible doing it yeah they look like trash now much to their credit or i don't i don't know on the plus side for them this weekend the silver lining the rose bowl is not lavelle edwards stadium the rose bowl is not a home field advantage yeah so i look at arizona state i would imagine that's a pretty competitive game i think ucla is the best team in the conference i think ucla is going to win that by 10 points okay and so my feeling is is that that's where some of the you know the air comes out of the balloon? Because if ASU loses to UCLA this weekend, I I, I think you're. I just don't. I this is a two-team conference done. right now. I, I, that, I think well, and that's essentially what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I think it's two teams and everybody else, and and those two teams are Oregon and UCLA, and and they're going to battle it out this year. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think the North is incredibly disappointing, mainly because Washington is. Washington's not impressive. I mean, I think Jimmy Lake is on a very short leash. Um, I yeah. mean, their their wins be. are they're, they're bad. Their wins are Cal, Arkansas State, and their losses are at Michigan and Montana. I mean, Montana, dude. Montana. What? Like, uh, come on. And Michigan has been less than impressive. You know, like I just i i look at i look at at. I still believe in Utah. I'm the one. I'm the one guy in the state of Utah who believes in Utah. Uh, what does we, that mean exactly? You believe in them. So I think that mean they can contend? win. I think they can win just about every game left on their schedule. 
they're going to be in every game left on their schedule. They're not getting blown out. Um, yeah, we'll see. You know, I mean, at SC a week from uh, – Yeah, you got a bye week this week, you know. That's a big one. And they're better than USC. Yeah. If Keaton Slowis is going to turn the ball over. Yeah, if Keaton's playing, they're better than SC. If Jackson Dart's playing, they're not better than SC, in my opinion. But we'll see. Yeah, we we'll will. We'll see. They've, Utah has a very tough road to hoe. I mean, when you're at SC, um, you've got UCLA – um, and then you're, the good news is UCLA and Oregon are both at Rice-Eccles Stadium. So, right, yeah. Um, you know, that helps. That's one of the best home field advantages in football. So we'll see. I don't know. I, you know, if, if my feet are to the fire, I'm going UCLA 1, Oregon 2, ASU 3. Yeah. Um, it's everybody else after that. Utah 4. Yeah. And probably SC 5. Probably SC 5. Yeah. But uh, how do you put SC over Oregon State? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 yeah, by records you can't. But but I, I'm just telling you guys, man, I, 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 I can't believe I'm a Jackson Dart believer and, you know, I'm all about him. But, like, at the end of the day, I'm just going off of what I've seen. And what I've seen is, is the kid came in and took him down the field, brought him back into a game, and ended up winning that game. So, like, I, I just say, like, this is a quarterback issue at SC right now. So, Put the right guy on the field, and you'll win ball games. It's that yeah. simple. So that's why I say SC is definitely a better team than than Oregon State, provided they have the right quarterback playing football. Man, I have a crazy headache right now. Okay. Do we need some Advil? No, no, I, we'll see. I guess. I don't know. We'll live. I've only got what probably forty minutes left of this show. Tanner Plummer, um, who's playing a victim, says so. Let's say BYU is undefeated and blows out Utah State and Boise. By the time the playoff committee releases their rankings, mm -hmm. will they screw BYU like last year and poke holes in their schedule? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody hates BYU. Nobody wants to see them succeed. I mean, nobody likes. Well, it's the, just a bunch of damn nobody, Mormons. Nobody obviously. likes the church. Come on. Okay, can we? Can, you know what? Just put on your magic underpants and drink your non-caffeinated beverage, Tanner, and we'll figure out what happens. Yeah. Like that's the kick but, it will flow. Like that's the victim mentality that drives me crazy at BYU. Win your games and everything else will handle itself. Yeah. You here's the truth. You lost to Coastal Carolina last year in a COVID year. it was not a normal year, right? But you gained a lot of respect. Zach went number two in the draft. Okay, life is good. So now you're four and zero. You've got a real quarterback problem in that you have two guys who clearly are number ones. Like, you've got depth. You've got your two best defensive linemen coming back to kick the crap out of Utah State this weekend. Got a bunch of wide receivers who are ready. Tight Just ends. Just enjoy. The, the thing I don't understand about BYU fans, and I'm not trying to be a jerk about this, why can't you enjoy it? And it's going to go into crisis lockdown mode here at the house. This is like guilt sex. Okay, uh. once you decide <laughs> to have sex, pound box, bro. Uh. Enjoy it. Enjoy every minute of it. And, and then when she shows up on your porch with a positive test, you're going to be like, okay, cool. Yeah. But man, the sex was good. How do you think you got here? Anyway, my point is, I'm kidding. But it's true. Why can you not enjoy? Why can you not enjoy being 4-0? I don't understand it. You're 4-0 and you've got three really good wins. Why not just bask in that glory? God bless. Right? <laughs> Just enjoy that. 
But uh, no, we can't do it. Can't do it. No, bro. no, 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 no. Everybody no, no. hates the church. I have to tithe too much of my money. So I hate the church. Like, good, good, good. You know, I can't bring chicks up to my dorm room. Like, like I just stop, stop, stop. Jeremy Bolton says, oh, I've been totally enjoying the ride. Last year and this year have been the funnest times watching BYU football in years. In years. Yeah. In years. Yeah. By the way, I don't know how to break the news to you guys. You beat Utah. It'll be the funniest thing on Twitter is it will be thousands of days before BYU has a chance to lose to Utah again. It has a chance to lose all the, the smack talking privileges. You're, you're in the Big 12. Do you understand the greatness that this year has been for BYU? No, everything sucks. The you're, world's burning down. You're 4-0. You beat Utah. And, oh, by the way, you got into the Big 12. Nobody likes the Mormons. I'm a man. Stop it. It, it. 60-something notifications on Sunday morning. We're not very good. But this team sucks. <laughs> you didn't play your two best defensive linemen. Like you've lost your starting linebacker. I know everything's terrible, bro. What are you talking about, man? Stop. You're going to Logan to murder the Aggies, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, <laughs> if Utah State, no, Tanner, <laughs> Tanner, this is why you're not going to Las Vegas with us. Stay thirsty, my friend, because we ain't giving you any water. Get that Dos Equis out the fridge. <laughs> I like Tanner, but Tanner tends to ask like the Tanner, you know, Tanner Plummer's the guy who will like tag you in a quote treat and be like, it'll just say the Monty Show SLC Supercars question mark. I'm like some other asshole's tweet. Like, why do I, what do you, and the question mark is, hey, do you think alien fungi is infecting the lakes in this globe? You are fake. The Monty Show, SLC Supercars, question, question mark. mark. <laughs> like, what I think is, no, I don't care, right? That's hey, not what we're about. Um, do you think grinding over your jeans is a sin? Monty Show, SLC Supercars, your thoughts. <laughs> anyway, uh... I'll, stop. I'll stop. I'm just, Tanner, I love you. I do. Um... <laughs> Jeremy Bolton says, and BYU finally freaking beat Utah. What more can you ask for? Thank you. Uh, Kane Nuren, hi, K, says, just win, baby, BYU. Yes. Yeah. Um, Casey says, I'm so pleasantly surprised and happy with where BYU is. Casey is a longtime pained BYU fan. Yeah. If, if Casey Finlinson can be content, so can you, Tanner. Yeah. Uh, unranked to start the season, four weeks in, being 13th, beat Utah. I'm finally, I'm loving this. And you're in the Big 12. Thank you. You're the best team in the Pac-12, too. Uh, James Knight says, Monty Jake needs direction to pound town this weekend because that's what the school teacher will be doing. Wow. Sure. Okay. Wow. He just dropped a, your teacher's going out of town to get laid bomb. Cool. Cool. She's not okay. my teacher, first of all. <laughs> it's not my problem. Does she? She's a teacher, but she dresses up like a school no, girl. No, stop. Stop. <laughs> stop. <laughs> That's not chalk on her hands. Stop, dude. <laughs> Stop. Stop. You have to check it before you wreck it. What are you going to do with that ruler, bro, sweetheart? Stop, bro. <laughs> Stop. Um, oh, take um, me to detention. Um, um, <laughs> um, 
Oh my God, you've been a bad little student. Stop, <laughs> Jesus, stop. <laughs> Monty is BYU fans. We've seen this song and dance before. Okay, cool. I want more. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. Uh, beating USU is almost almost as satisfying as beating Utah. I hate those blanking fans up there in Logan. Aggie tears. Let's go, Utah State. Aggie tears. That's not a real song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dude, this, this so, booster you got literally has you cracked out. I feel terrible right like, now. It like, it has I, you cracked out, dude. I'm exhausted. I have a headache. Um, I, I woke up. I almost ate my wife's foot this morning. I was so hungry. Oh, feet pics? You know, it's a fetish thing. You know that dressing up like a schoolgirl. Anyway, the okay, point yeah. is, um, I so I get up every morning, generally at four fifty. My alarm goes off at four forty-five, mm-hmm. and I like I have a bedroom, a bathroom in my bedroom. So I go in the bathroom, I close the door, and typically I'll just if I'm if I'm gonna shower that day, I'll just turn the water on and get right in the shower, which I should have done today. But I'm trying to be a conservationist, and I'd showered three days in a row. So I'm standing at the sink and I turn the water on. And this is how I was when I woke up today. I turned the cold water on thinking it was hot water. Oh, so damn. I went to splash my face with water because oh. I wash my face every morning and it was freezing cold water. And it's just like it just I was. Yeah, it's painful. My wife hates sleeping with me right now. Like the whole like I'm just effed. I'm not getting good sleep and I got to figure it out. Yeah. Um. Jeremy Bolton says, maybe we need to sub out Monty for Mrs. Monty today. No. <laughs> they um, want that so bad. Brylark says, 5K <laughs> s- subscriber giveaway should be the full merch line. That doesn't exist yet. Thank Bro, you. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for, you know, bringing that up. Monty, come on over to Salt Lake Regional and I'll share my morphine. I would Rack appreciate ice, that. Nice boom, pow. <laughs> you know, you know, what is the Michael Jackson drug that murdered him? Uh, propofol. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, sure. USU okay. is capable of hanging with BYU in a shootout. BYU needs to start Hall and control the clock like they did versus Utah. Yeah, and you need to get your defensive line back together. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I'll just say offensive line, it better be healthy. It's all that matters. I'm telling you. Um, Real quick, NFL. Yeah. There's some undefeated teams in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Which of the three and O teams, in in your opinion, which means we'll just skip right over the AFC East, um, and the AFC North, and the AFC South? <laughs> um, I don't think so. First of all, before we start talking about these teams, I don't think that that the NFL this year has the clear cut like. Super Bowl champion favorite team. Like, the Chiefs are not as good. Oh, it's the Chicago Bears. It's the Chicago Bears. Well, Matt Nagy, I mean, was coach of the year several years ago. So, I mean, obviously, you know, they have a great team, right? Yeah, no. Uh, The Raiders and Broncos are 3-0 in the AFC West. Which one of those teams is likely to make the playoffs, and which one is more likely to miss the playoffs? The Raiders are are more likely to make the playoffs. I I think the, the Broncos are... A nice story, but I don't think it's going to last. I really They're doing don't. it with defense. Yeah, I mean, I their defense is unbelievable. Yeah, it's a great defense, but it's the Broncos. Like, let's not get too high on our horse here. No pun intended. 
Um, you know, I just think that I, I, they're just not, they're the Broncos, dude. What do you want me to say? That they're some great team? Like, prove it. Get to 6-7-0 and seven and first, and then we'll start giving you some credit. Carolina Panthers, 3-0. Playoffs or miss the playoffs? Mm. Darnold's playing great football. That defense, again, that defense is playing downhill and fast. Yeah, I feel like they're a team that could could get in. I do. Okay. Because of the division. No, they're not making the playoffs. Um, best team in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals. Rams both, are better. Both 3-0 at the top of the NFC West. Mm-hmm. I actually think the Arizona Cardinals could be better than the Rams, but I need to nah. see the Rams stay healthy all season. Like, they typically will have injuries on the offensive line by the – by That's midseason. Fair. That's fair. If the Rams stay healthy, they're very clearly the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah. They're that team that you were wondering about. Mm-hmm. The Rams are the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I think Stafford has answered all the questions. I I, I don't think it's I, – I mean, their offense is legit. The problem is the Arizona Cardinals have a better offense. I mean, yeah. that offense in Arizona, what, what Cliffy and Verticality are doing, I mean – Bro, they're really good. I remember the first day we rolled out verticality on the radio in Phoenix. No, we didn't do that. We rolled out verticality on the shitty radio station. in. My bad. Sorry. The shit, the, the, the shithole radio station. Can you get your terminology right, please? The the proper nomenclature is shithole, please. Thank you. Um, Yeah. yeah, That was one of the best days ever. Um, I would agree. That was one of the best days ever. Uh, Broncos are the fakest 3-0 team out there. They beat up the Jags, Jets, and Giants. True, Brylark. I don't disagree with that. Their defense is still amazing. Uh, the Nye guy says, I agree, Brylark. So we're all in agreement that Broncos aren't making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Edgar Garcia says, go Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nye guy says, go Cardinals. I would, I think the Cardinals are really good. I do. I, I think. Bro, if they don't, if they don't. And again, I know this sounds outlandish, right? But because of the division they play in, you have to wonder, no matter how good they are, if they'll actually make the playoffs out of their division or if they're going to have to go the wild card route. Because the wild card route gets real interesting. You know, that's always yeah, that's a, not a road you want to take. That's always a sketchy ass road into the postseason. And so it's the question is, can the Cardinals, A, straight up, no matter where they're playing the game, can they beat the Rams, number one? Right. But then number two, in a game of leverage where they need to beat the Rams, can they go on the road and do it? And 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 that that to me is the biggest thing because I they to me the Cardinals haven't shown the ability to win a big game yet. They haven't. They, they just simply have not done it. Well, and I also think, by the way, the best team that nobody's talking about is the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I think Dak Prescott's playing an MVP level quarterback right now. Him, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. um, certainly Kyler Murray. I mean, you're, you're getting some real high-level quarterback play. The question in Dallas has, has been that defense. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, that defense is is turning people over. Yeah. And when you look at they, – they are – I don't think it's close to the best team in the East. Yeah. But, I don't know. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers? I think that Aaron Rodgers is who he's always been, and I think that you can force him into a mistake now, whereas before I don't think you could do that. But I think now – the elite defenses in the NFL, the Tom Brady's, you know, they they can they can get it done. And I think that no matter what, at the end of the day, when you don't have like he has options, but like he consistently just goes to Devontae Adams in crunch time. Like that's his guy. That's who he's going well, go to go. Valdez Scantling, obviously, the other night. But mm, yeah, I, I, I think that their defense is still a question mark. They give up an awful lot of points in just terrible situations, too. 
Um, but all these teams have issues. I, I, you know, anybody writing off the Bucks is crazy. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Richard Sherman finishes the season with them. I, I really don't. Um, and the other team that I think is is fairly interesting is the the Cleveland Browns. I don't know how good the Browns are. I mean, again, that's a team that plays pretty good defense. Um, but they're dinged up, and I don't know that Odell Beckham Jr. is good enough anymore to be a number one wide receiver. Yeah, I, I what I do know is that Baker has improved a lot. You know, just individually, I think he's not making the the mistakes anymore. So that's a huge improvement for their team. But I also think in terms of defense, everyone's going to say, oh, well, look what they did to the Bears. And I'm going to say, well, let's come back to the middle on that because it's the Bears, you know. Yeah. And I think that they do have a great defensive line. But I think, you know, what did we see Bucks versus Rams? The Rams have a great defensive line. And Tom Brady was just simply getting the ball out too quickly for it to matter. And so that's what I think the good teams do to neutralize a great defensive line. Well, and – the other issue, obviously, is none of these teams really have balance offensively. I mean, yeah. if you look at the Rams, they don't run it. I mean, hell, the Arizona Cardinals don't run at all, ever. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why I think Dallas is such a, a difficult out um, because I think we saw a real breakthrough moment for Ezekiel Elliott the other night when he's able to run the football with power. Just pounding it, dude. Leveraging his legs. I mean, yes. I, I think that is something that we've been waiting for. Uh, because Zeke's not, you know, fat old Monty anymore. He's actually an NFL caliber <laughs> running back who's in shape. And I think that, you know, if you're going to win a championship in this league, I'm telling you, you better be able to get, you better be able to convert on third and one without your quarterback getting hurt. Um, and Dallas right now has Pollard and Zeke, so they're deep there. I think their wide receivers, you know, are, are what they are. But, I mean, Dalton Schultz is playing incredible football. Yeah. I mean, da I'm telling you, if, if Dallas can be consistent – and if Mike McCarthy doesn't, you know, give the game away with terrible clock management, Dude. Dallas is Dallas is going to contend. That is going to cost him at some point. At some point, they will lose a game because at of that. At some point. At some point. No, K, the Jets are terrible. Uh, K says Jets, Jets, Jets. Zach, Zach, Zach. Yeah, the problem is, problem is, is that all these young quarterbacks in the NFL right now don't want to get rid of the football. Yep. Uh, they want to hang on to it and play superhero ball, and Zach's that guy, and Trevor Lawrence is that guy. And Man, does he look like crap. Trevor Lawrence looks Dude, terrible. Bro, it is oh. bad. I mean, Zach looked bad. The problem for the Jets is Zach Wilson's shown flashes of brilliance, and then he just doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he just hangs on to the football. And now you got his offensive lineman calling him out. Like, you can't do that. You know, like – yeah, Brylark says Dalton Schultz all the way from Sandy, Utah. Uh, the Cowboys are good this year. Gag me. They are. Your Eagles suck, Tanner. Oh, my God. Jalen Hurts will be lucky to be able to walk after this season. Um, you know, what about your Bears? When does Matt Nagy get fired? Not soon Dude, enough. It's, it, it is so frustrating to, to consistently watch this team screw it up. Well, and the issue is you don't have anybody on staff that's really going to replace him, and you don't have anybody on staff that's going to make Justin Fields better. But, but like, what you have now is miserable. You have nothing now. Like, to me, I, I honestly, like, I would almost rather them fire Nagy now and just go with an interim. It's not going to be great, but you but are already you, crappy. You don't have anybody there that can be an uh, Honest to God. You you don't have anybody there that can be an interim. There's got to be a solution somewhere. I, I you're an NFL organization. There's got to be someone you can find to fill in. There if has they to be. if the if the Bears are smart, they will figure out Andy Dalton's knee, 
and they will play Andy Dalton as soon as he is ready because the offensive line in Chicago, and I know that this has been widely talked about. We talked about it on Monday. How you don't run max protect or how you don't play call to help Justin Fields, at least let him roll and move. He's another guy that's just holding the football too long. Um, you know, but you, you've got to do some things to help him. And I, the offensive line is fucking atrocious. It is so bad. Yeah. Like the offensive line for the bears. It's embarrassing straight up. And, and the, the real issue is, and I don't know how many people know this. The bears are not in this to win football games. The bears are in this to make money. They're a family trust. Their only job is to make money. And it's why a guy like Ted Phillips, who is not a football guy, is running the organization because he's a money guy. He's an accountant. They don't have football people doing football. You know, so Matt Nagy has zero accountability. Matt Nagy should not have been the coach. Uh, he should have been fired on Black Monday with Ryan Pace. I mean, it's that simple. But you just continue to allow these guys to make mistake after mistake. And every year that they don't fire these guys, it's five years worth of setbacks. Because the Khalil Mack trade has been a disaster. Um, you know, he is he is not contributed. Um, Robert Quinn's been a decent pickup. I mean, you're you're just I don't know. I could go on and on. You're not gonna win very good much yeah. at all. Tanner said, I expected the Eagles to be bad this year. This is a rebuilding year for them. By the way, the GM needs to be canned, probably. Brylark says Zach Wilson got sent to QB graveyard. I feel so bad for him. Me too. I absolutely do. Nye guy says first year coach that was a defensive coordinator is historically poison on rookie quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All gas, no break. Yeah, dude. Uh, the solution is simple for the Bears. Start Nick Foles. Tanner Plummer says it's not the solution, though, because Nick Foles doesn't bring anything that Justin Fields doesn't bring. Nick Foles, while he has experience, Nick Foles has never been a successful starter. He, 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 it's, he is a guy who goes in replaces Carson Wentz when he's hurt, runs a fake trick play in the, in the end zone in the Super Bowl, and everybody loves him. But then training camp comes around, and you got to start him week one, and the guy's garbage. Yeah. That's who Nick Foles is. Um, you know, it's just – it is it what it is. It is what it is. They're going to suck. It yeah. is what it is, man. Yeah, Zachary Thornton says, check your blood pressure. Do it now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, Brylark says, the whole money guy running football never made sense to me. If you're winning games – then you'll make more money. Get better football people. Win games. Winning games is the best way to make money in the NFL. Ask the Patriots. Yeah, how many games have you lost because you haven't been a postseason team? Ugh. Or how much money have you lost because you haven't been a postseason team? And again, you know, I was listening to the score yesterday, and they said something I said two weeks ago. Well, doesn't this make Mitch Trubisky look like a better quarterback who escaped Chicago? Yes. Yes. Not rocket science. All right, let's talk about porn. <laughs> Interesting Good article. transition there, bud. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> you know, I'm a pro. Make sure you subscribe because we're going to give away a Traeger Smoker when we get to 2,500 subs on this show. Mm -hmm. um, and currently on this show, we Right have, here on this here show. On this program, we have 2,261 subscribers. Uh, make sure that you hit subscribe. <clears throat> take a picture that you're subscribed. Tag SLC Supercars and The Monty Show on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. You're entered to win. The day after we get to 2,500, we'll give away the Traeger Smoker. Please, God, don't let anybody out of this state or county win it. Because uh, if we have to ship that thing to Australia, it's going to be like 10 years before you get it. God bless. That's all I'm saying. 
Um, interesting, interesting, interesting articles about a debate. Is pornography addicting? I don't even know how that's a question. Oh, you think it is? Oh, I, I think there's no, the science says it is. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, now, I have famously said on the show, I am not a a consumer of porn. Right. I see porn on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Um, in that I don't believe that, you know, oh, I got to go to the boob tube red channel to find pornography. I think pornography exists in many different forms. Okay. Um, TikTok is full of pornography. You know, oh, um, Brawless Tuesday. Like, if you watch TikTok or Instagram, you're going to see pornography, right? Yeah. I think porn is anything that conjures sexual images in your head. Okay. And I think the DNA of, of men very much means that porn is addicting. Mm-hmm. Only a new study came out and said that pornography was way more addicting for women than it is for men. Bro, what are you talking about, man? And in our community right here in little Utah. 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 Not only do we think that BYU is being victimized by those assholes at the college football <laughs> playoff. Um, we don't talk about sex or pornography in Utah very often. No. It's almost taboo, and I think that's why pornography is such a boom in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. And I think there is no question in my mind that women look at porn as much as men. I've always felt that way. I've always said that. People have always told me I'm an idiot, that porn is about men. <laughs> right. Well, porn might be about men, but there's a whole hell of a lot of women looking at it. Jake? Yeah. Is pornography addicting? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any question it's addicting. I, I, the article that you had found had said that, you know, for some people it's it is not addicting, and for others it's like extremely addicting. And I, I think you know one way or the other, I think it's something that that changes the chemical dynamic in your brain. And I think anytime you have that situation, you're you're you know it's a recipe for getting addicted to whatever it is. I mean, whether we're talking about cocaine or whether we're talking about porn or you know you know driving your car fast like it is that's you know that like that's why it becomes addicting because your brain enjoys it your brain like you get to a point where your brain needs it and that's kind of what this article talked about i mean there was at one point in this article where where um you know they were talking about the fact that this you know there was a woman telling a story in the article talking about how you know she literally couldn't go on trips without her phone like they they had done a a trip where it was like a like a you know phone detox trip or whatever we've all heard of those right where you unplug is is what they call it and she couldn't do it she like freaked out and that's when she realized she was like addicted to it and and so that's why i say yes i i don't think there's any doubt that it's highly addicting yeah and um research shows of those who watch pornography the number one reason that they watch it is because they crave it Mm-hmm. The number two reason they watch it is they say it is their only avenue to relieve stress. Yeah, I mean, that that's a problem in and of itself right there, right? Maybe there's another yeah, the number three reason they watch it is because they're lonely. See, again, another... See, and that's a compounding effect, right? This is Wait, this, did you say pounding? No, compounding. Compounding. Oh, not, com- not, oh right. I thought those were two different words. My bad. Yeah. Anyway, the Good point job. is... Yeah. Well, I You're was so fucked. Yeah, I was just trying to clarify. Thanks. Um, I I don't I don't know how much of that is true. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this because. Well, yeah, we're not experts. We're I'm not a shrink talking about it. Yeah, I don't view pornography as addicting. Um, you know, I I for me personally, I think there are people who 
who can drink a beer and feel fine. There are other people who can drink a beer and then got to go to 20 beers, mm-hmm. right? There are people, I know a guy that, that I work with who drinks, he claims he drinks, you know, 12 to 15 beers a night. Jesus. And I, it's like, I don't know how you function. He's terrible at his job. Um, you know, like, I, so some people can drink beer and not be an alcoholic. My wife drinks wine every single night and passes out drunk to escape me. I don't know that I think you know. that's therapeutic. That's not alcoholism. Um, that's a joke. She doesn't. Um, she more drinks. Hippo? She more drinks tequila. Anyway, the point is, um, I think some people get addicted to it, and I think some people don't. Yeah. I also think that porn is incredibly bad for relationships in this country. I yeah. I, I don't th- see that. To me, is und- like I don't know how anybody disputes that. Like, and it- this is why I so I am so confused by the church. Mm-hmm. And like, I grew up hardcore Catholic. Right. The guilt that I felt the first time I, I vividly, I don't, I think I've told this story. Have I not? The first time I ever watched pornography on television mm-hmm. was at my friend Keith Horowitz's house. And anytime I start a, a, a sentence <laughs> with at my friend Keith Horowitz's house, usually something bad. It's happened. not the best situation. And we all know that. So I must have been 13, 14 years old. Right. His dad had one of those huge satellite dishes. That, yeah, the ones like, in the backyard. Yeah, he had a control box, and you could turn the dish and all this other crap. And so Keith had found out how to watch porn on the satellite dish. <laughs> okay. And I will never forget how just aroused and excited, and it was amazing. <laughs> I mean, the, the, it was— you felt these balls— the stains in my pants were no Bro. I'm kidding. <laughs> Joke. Kidding. But I I you know the thing that I remember vividly about that was being really embarrassed that, you know, like I was aroused. What's an erection? And there were I don't remember who the other person was. I just remember it was at Keith's house. But just being completely embarrassed. And then when I went home and, you know, threw the, the, the swimmers down the drain, I remember <laughs> I remember feeling really guilty. Right. Because <laughs> As a Catholic, that's like the end of the world. Uh huh. End of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next time I watched it, I didn't feel guilty anymore. But I just remember, I can remember being a kid. I was an altar boy at my Catholic church. And so I remember asking God to forgive me for watching pornography. I, I, I remember that. But. God damn, if we didn't go over there every time his dad was out of town, right? I mean, that doesn't mean you don't go over there. That doesn't mean you don't do it. Right. But then I became an adult and I got good at baseball and I stopped going over there. Yeah, and see, that's what I think the thing you is. I, I think, I think you know, a lot of times we hear about people who are having issues with this stuff where it's like they just don't have a lot going on. You know, it, it almost becomes their, you know, it's like you were just saying in that article. Like, it, 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 it is their only form of stress relief or... You know, it's like it's like it's like what they go to, you know, for free time or whatever. It's like their thing. And that's like that's the problem. You know, I don't even know how I would explain it to my wife. Like, I I, I think I don't know what my I I don't know what Mrs. Monty would say, like if she like if she saw porn on my phone, I'm going to get medieval on your ass if she would like looked at because my wife knows my phone password and like my wife can look at my phone anytime i want right. anytime she wants i don't care right but like if i followed a bunch of porn stars on instagram or tiktok uh-huh like what the, i i don't know i don't even know what that conversation would be like because you can't tell me that especially if you're in the church yeah. you can't tell me you're honest with your wife about how much porn you watch 
Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think that's different for everybody. I I I, I, think I mean so too. I, I don't think that, you know, there's you can't paint with a broad brush on that stuff. I think, you know, first of all, yeah, I think it destroys relationships, but secondly, I think re every relationship is different. So, you know, what might fly in one doesn't fly in another. But I also think there's a lot of men who are closet pornography watchers. And yeah, I, I mean, think very that, much so. that deceit and that because it's there's no way around it. If you're watching porn and your wife doesn't know you're lying to your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, so yeah. I think that one of the things that's so clear to me is that pornography undermines the stability of your relationship. Yeah. You know, like it creates bad habits. It creates all that stuff but it also it also seeds deceit in mm -hmm. your relationship because you're not being honest mm -hmm. you know like it mm -hmm. just it just is what it is like yep i and i also think that that's why you can't have you know secret drawers that your wife can't go into or she can't have access to my phone well what are you really hiding it's a it just is a that's why i say it's like a weird dynamic the whole thing and that's why i say the original question of this conversation was is it addicting well yeah, I think it is very addicting, and I and I think that that so that's what ends up happening, right? Like we, there's countless stories on it. You know, you start watching it, then you get, then it becomes your thing. Then you got to hide it from your significant other. Then you know, then one thing leads to another, and your significant other finds out. And then you've wrecked your relationship. So it just is, it it is a black well, hole of not like nothing good. In the church, also, you have to remember that. In relationships, there are some people who are more devout than others. Right. Yeah. Well, that's true too. Right? Yeah. That's why it's like it's my so my my wife is an atheist. Mm -hmm. I am a believer. Mm -hmm. You know, like we view things through at times, and I think the odd thing is, I think we view things more similarly than we ever have. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you're in the if you're in the LDS church, there's no there's no two ways about it. Right. Like you have guilt over watching porn. And you're probably hiding it from your wife. Yeah. Because those are the rules you live by. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the way it is. Yeah. And I think, you know, reading, there was an article in the SL Trib about, you know, porn in the church, like a couple of months ago, a, a while ago. Yeah. And talking about how the church just assumes that everybody's been impacted by porn or exposed to porn. Like, I agree with that. I think your 10-year-old son has seen pornography. Yeah. I think on the regular, if your kid goes to school... <laughs> I got news for you. They curse on the playground. I got news for you. They're checking out ass on the playground. That's what that's what boys do. But I think that's different than. But there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. That's normal maturity. The issue comes in when we hide sex and we don't talk about it and we try to tell them, oh, porn is bad. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, porn's bad. That's why I went and watched it because you told me not to. Right. Like and That's natural reaction for young men. You have to communicate. You have to talk about it. But there's so many people who won't talk to their kids about sex, drugs, guns, violence, relationships, how to treat women. You know, like that to me is why, like, when's the last time anybody said, well, you need to talk to your daughter about sex? Where are we at in society today? Because I'm telling you, you need to talk to your daughters about sex. You're a, you're, a, you're a guy. You need to explain to your daughter what guys are doing. Yeah. You know, like, you just have to... Could you imagine being the father of a daughter right now? Hell no. I don't want to talk to my my daughter about fellatio. I don't want to talk to my daughter about No, man. Like I'm not good with that. Like it it would be terrible. Yeah. You know, like but I think you and I talked about sex a lot. Yeah, all the time. You know.
it is what it is. Uh, let's see what people are saying here. Uh, Fat Jesus says, I watch for the compelling storylines. Well, I mean, we all do. Um, Brylark says, I think more you shame any kind of sex, the bigger the problem it becomes. Remember the Ashley Madison website link? Tons of married Mormon men. Yes. But that's the other thing. Yeah. Like one of the interesting things I thought, you know, in researching this last night was that, do you realize men who say they watch porn also have affairs in the workplace? Yeah. By a higher percentage. Well, because so that's so that's part of that compounding effect. Right. So like, yes, you know, that's one of the biggest things that's been studied is like, you know, not only is just like just generally speaking, is it addicting? But then like, again, that chemical reaction I keep referencing. So apparently, you know, I was reading about this last night. Apparently it's not only just the fact that you watch it, but apparently when people are addicted to it, it's like the stuff that they watch, like literally not even kidding with like what fat Jesus was saying, like the storyline in the video you're watching, apparently like that starts to become a thing. Oh, there's absolutely genres. Like, you know, there's, there's mom porn and dad. Like it doesn't even surprise me that, that, that that's, that that's a thing. But that's why I say it's not just the fact that you watch it. It's all these other things, whether it's the wife thing or, you know, like, you know, sleeping with a coworker thing or whatever. It's like, that all doesn't this surprise stuff. me at all. Yeah. I that mean, it does just not makes surprise sense. me at all. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, Spencer Morgan says it's a shortcut to the reward that normally comes from achievement. That's true. Okay. That's true. But how important is sex in your marriage though? That's the oh, other I think thing. it's huge. Oh, I think it's absolutely important. It is. It is at the center. And because again, I think marriages are challenging. Um, I never used to understand when people would say that like being in love is a choice. Like when you're married, mm-hmm. now having been married for 37,000 years, I do feel, yeah, you make a choice every day because your wife or your husband's going to do things that piss you off. <laughs> you know, so are you going to argue uh. about, you know, there was a, a, there was a, yeah, no, Mrs. Monty, you're perfect. Trust me. <laughs> you, you know, it's, it's fine. Um, but, you know, you're There was somebody the other day that was talking about, and Mrs. Monty and I have actually had this exact issue. His, it was pissing him off that his wife used his comb all the time on her hair. And she would leave the comb on the counter and leave her hair in the comb. Uh-huh. I just gave the comb to my wife. My wife was using the comb that I was using, but she actually like would put it away and stuff. And she'd be like, hey, can I borrow your comb? Yeah. I'm like, well, why don't you just take it? I don't have any hair left. Why don't you just take the comb? <laughs> right? So like I would just and I just take a person when he's down. You can argue over it. Yeah. You can argue over what's the old axiom about the cap off the toothpaste or uh-huh. You can argue over you that. You can be stuff. right or you can be married. You can argue over like I felt yeah. terrible. What did I say to you when we were backing into the garage last night? Uh, you felt bad that you didn't take the trash cans out and said you would. My wife asked me, hey, will you take the, the garbage cans out? It's going to rain. And I was downstairs finishing up work. And it's like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll do it. You know, go do it yourself. Right. Like, <laughs> so I was doing I was working and she at some point went outside and put the trash cans out because I had because done. it's garbage. Yeah. And I felt terrible about that. Because those little things, it's never money that is the only re- If you have a fight over money and you get divorced over money, it's because of the trash cans or it's because of the dishes or it's because right. money's – I think that those things are cumulative. And I think the thing about porn is it allows you to feel like lying's okay. Yeah. Because, well, it's just pornography. I'm just hiding it from my wife. Right. Well, you know, I just made out with the girl at work. Like, I, it's it was we it wasn't cheating. We only made out. Like, I'm telling you that this is how 
Yeah. This is how it goes. Well, in my then we opinion. wonder we wonder why the divorce rate is so high in our country. You know. Yeah. And I think it's why we I think it's why we have such an unhealthy relationship with sex in this country. Yeah. And we're unwilling to talk about it. Yeah. We are unwilling to talk about it. And I think that's exactly why. The church assumes everyone has viewed pornography. Everyone. Is that right, Rob Saunders? The church uh, well, you know, I kind I guess I said I kind of assume that everybody has as well. I think it's hard not to get exposed to it. Yeah, the the real truth of it is is the relationship with our phones is is awful. You know, everybody's on their phone all day long 24/7. It affects our sleep, it affects our sex life, it affects our relationships, it affects our productivity, everything. Yeah. You know. And 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 that's that's the trouble, you know, and and I think if you go back to, you know, again, not many not many people born after me remember the times of just not having a phone. Larry know? Larry Pilgrim says I saw the header and no, BYU is nowhere near top 10. Walked in on porn talk. I'm out. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, the marital dynamic that the church creates among couples makes female uh, attraction nearly impossible and drives men into it, Spencer Morgan says. Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says they have three kids, 12, 10, and 8, and we've talked to them a lot about sex and how the body works. You have to. It's open communication between us and them. They are a little weirded out, but they know if they have questions, they don't have to feel embarrassed to come talk to us. I think that's the most Have they asked thing. you a question that you weren't expecting them to ask? Yeah. Did they ask you something that was just like off the reservation? Or Co like maybe that you were surprised that maybe they knew about? Cody Strickland says, don't forget the stepsister thing. What? What's the stepsister thing? I don't know. I don't know either. I have no James Knight idea. says a chemical reaction thing you speak of, Jake, is that of a technical term for I need to feed the chickens? Probably. Basically. I would agree yeah, with that. Basically. Fat Jesus says, Oh, you researched it last night. I researched this topic every afternoon. <laughs> 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 you do live alone. That's and awesome. You dude. haven't well you, done, bro. You well haven't done. checked anybody's oil in well a very long time. Um Rob Saunders says, so true, the garbage can thing. Oh, yeah, it's always the little things it is. Uh, something like my bishop mentioned. Uh, Spencer Morgan says, part of why the divorce rate is high is because half the people in marriages stand to get a huge payday if they break the contract. That's why nearly 80% are filed by women. Wow. Uh, um, there's a lot to unpack in that, and I don't have time to do it. Uh, when do you talk to your kids about sex, Cody Strickland says. I, You know what? I think... You'll know. I, I I mean, I think you're going to, you know, I remember sitting with Jake in front of a TV and not being comfortable with what was on the TV. Um, we lived in a, in a city called Northbrook. We were sitting in our living room and I don't remember what it was at this point, but that's when I started thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You were eight years old or whatever. Uh, I was in seventh grade when my kids, uh, when kids started experiencing this, but I feel like it's getting oh younger. Oh, it's absolutely For sure. getting younger. Because everyone has a cell phone. Yeah. I agree. All right. Let's talk about the importance of sleep. Yeah. Because uh, I, I feel terrible right now. I hey. think some of the, I, I'm sitting here contemplating this in my head. Um, I do think some of this is a jab because my left arm hurts. Like hey. legitimately my arm hurts. Let's wind the clocks back as the Joker said. Let's wind the clocks back to pre rocket ship bed. And I, I, I want to think about was were there sleep issues before this bed? That's my first question. Did this stuff come up? Like, like, you know, the lack of sleep, the snoring issue, like any of this stuff. Was that an issue before the bed? Not really. Okay. Now, my question is, is this bed that you have, 
is a great bed. I, I'm not even sitting here saying it's a bad bed because it's not. It's a amazing bed. The thing is, the thing about it is it's a split top bed that you can move. So in reading about this, and you know, I was just catching up. I'm sure everyone knows this. When you sleep on your back, it raises your ability to snore because yes. gravity pulls your tongue back. And you know, read about it, it. You know, so basically, sleeping on your back ups the chances of snoring. So do you sleep on your back more? No, I sleep this? on my side on my left. I sleep on my left side almost every night. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I, the thing is on this bed, I've kind of, the there's something called a zero G setting and it has your legs up and your, your head is elevated. And it is, for me, it's a little comfortable. By far the most comfortable sleeping position I have is on my left side. Yeah. By far, which is why, hey, idiot, don't get the jab in your left arm. That was a huge part of the problem last <laughs> night. But, um. This bed, I don't know about this bed. I'm not sure. I don't know what to do with it. Um, it's comfortable. I, 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 you know, the problem with my old bed was my hip would hurt, but I'm now using a body pillow because I'm a side sleeper. It makes a huge difference. The body pillow, we call her Marge because uh, she takes up that much room in our bed. Um, but this body pillow absolutely makes a huge difference on my right hip. I sleep on my left side, so it used to be my right hip would hurt. But sleeping with the body pillow between my legs means it doesn't hurt um, anymore. Like my back yeah. never hurts. My knee doesn't hurt. My hip doesn't hurt. Like it makes a huge difference. The issue for me of late, and this has really come into focus probably in the last three weeks, is that like I'm waking up I uh, like with sinus issues. Like that's the thing that I where I trace this back to. See, I think you need to look into a humidifier. I really do. I think that it gets so dang dry up there, you know. Um, that it just, it ruins your sleep. Yeah. And I, you know, we haven't had a second floor to a, a house in years. I mean, years. Long time. It has been. Since, since, uh, the Bay area days. Yeah. Because on, like in our, uh, when Mount we lived Pisca. in Sandy, when we lived in Sandy, we slept, our master suite was in the basement. Yeah. Um, in Phoenix, we had our master suite on the main floor. And well, then there was when we only built one our floor. house. Yeah. When we built our house, the townhouse, our master suite was oh, on the floor. Oh, the, the townhouse, floor. yes. In yes, Phoenix, yes. when we had a we built a house, our master suite, it was a single floor house. Then we moved here and my master bedroom's on the third floor. So basement, middle level, third level. And it's either always really hot up there or it's always cold up there. And so, but I I can't say that since we moved in here in December that I've slept poorly because I haven't. I th it's been the last three weeks that I have just not had quality sleep. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Is it this bad? I have no idea. Is it? I, I, I think it is. My, I think it's allergies and sinus. I do. I wake up dried out every night. Mm -hmm. um, I wake up like my I usually don't wake up with like a stuffy nose or anything every night for I don't know how long now I've I've woken up with a stuffy nose like. This is going to be gross, I warn you now. But I get into a hot shower in the morning, and I just drain it all out. Yeah. And it's it it's brutal. And I so I don't know why that's happening all of a sudden the last three weeks. Because three weeks ago, the season hadn't changed yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know. And maybe I'm going through male menopause. I don't know. Like, last night, I was as hot as I have ever been in my house. Like, I was on fire fire last night you still sleeping with socks on no absolutely not so at like 3 10 last night i woke up i had to go to the bathroom i sat up in bed and i was like dripping sweat it was terrible huh 
I don't know what that's about. Yeah, that used to happen to me in Phoenix, but that's because it's just so damn hot in Phoenix, you know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's weird, dude. I, I, I think it's, I think, yeah, I, I think you should look into a humidifier to, you know, put more moisture in the air. I think, you know, when you sleep with a fan on that's above you, directly above you, it can dry you out, too. That's happened to me a couple times. Like, last night, no fan. Didn't wake up, dried out, you know, so. We do sleep with a fan on every night. You know, so and then I think, you know, this window thing too. your window doesn't function properly. Right. You got to get the window fixed. So it's never you open. Have a spring right? out of a window. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it's it's miserable. I'm used to getting six hours of sleep a night and I'm getting like a choppy five hours of sleep now. Yeah, I, I think it's you got to figure it out because literally and, and I know you're aware of this, but like, you know, for those of you who don't know, sleep literally can take years off your life if you're not getting it. You know, you got to get not, a You got to get a minimum of six and ideally you get seven, eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. So it, it, it is nothing to play with. I think the shot full of nanobots trying to sell your identity to the Flat Earth Society had your arm a bit extra hot and sore. <laughs> True. The flat earth. Have you had the sleep apnea test, Monty? I actually have talked. I talked to my doctor about it when I got um, my last physical and he I have no symptoms of sleep apnea. Like my neck is is my neck is actually smaller than it's supposed to be. Like you have like there's a ratio that your neck or whatever it is. Um, I guess when you have sleep apnea, there's like some issue with scaling in your throat, apparently, or. So I don't know. I haven't always I haven't always slept like like I've used I usually sleep well. That's why I think it's been so in focus for me. Right. You know, and it's just it's just been odd the last three weeks. It has just been odd. Like I'm in way better shape. I'm losing weight. Um, I got on the scale when I got my um, vaccine yesterday. I got on the scale. I've lost exactly 10 pounds since my last physical um, like. I'm doing I'm I'm doing everything right. I'm just not sleeping very well at all. And you know, I was reading last night about body chemistry and losing weight and changing like cuz I'm changing the my body composition. I'm lifting a lot more weight, I'm adding a lot more muscle. Absolutely that could be with it. Your body has to work so much more uh it has to spend more energy to feed that muscle. Um so you're burning more calories during the day, right? Your body's more active at night. I absolutely think that could be it, but I don't know. I have no idea, but I'm tired of dealing with it. Cause I'm tired, man. Like I'm not tired during the day. I shouldn't say that. Like for me. And I also think our grind is part of this. Oh, and, and yeah. I mean, that, we, we talk about it. Yeah. It's a big deal. Our grind is part of this. We get up at four forty-five last night. I probably didn't go to sleep, 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 fall asleep till like 10, 15. So right there, right there, if I don't sleep straight through the night, I'm not getting but six hours of sleep. Yep. And I think that's part of it. So like we do the show, I will eat, I, we'll do all our post-show production. I'll have breakfast. I'll go right to work. And then when lunch gets here, if I don't go and work out on lunch and like I make something to eat, um, you know, like I had corn, I had, I'd like a vegan soup for lunch yesterday, right. but typically I'll have some kind of protein turkey chicken with a, a bag of steamed vegetables. If I eat that and then sit on the couch, I will fall asleep because I'm tired. Yeah. And then I will wake up, I'll go to work and I'm fine, but it's not like I sit at my desk and fall asleep or. Right. But man, I'll tell you at the end of the day, when like I'm done at the Elpatory and I go upstairs, we generally don't eat dinner. I don't, I'm not a dinner eater. 
Um, and if I'm sitting on the couch watching Deadliest Catch, I will fall yeah, asleep. Yeah, you're not watching anything. It's over. <laughs> like, I will fall asleep. Yeah. And my sleep clock is great. I wake up every morning at 4.42. No matter if I sleep well or not, my alarm goes off at 4.45. I wake up at 4.42 every day. So it it is what it is, man. You know, I, I, I think you have to – it sounds like to me, now having gone through this a little bit, it sounds like to me you just have to put some things in place. So, like – so, like – you know, I know you I know you have a refund thing or whatever, you can return the bet or whatever. Like I think that like something to consider, but I don't necessarily think that that is what what ails you. I think I think I would definitely look into a humidifier. I think I'd get your window fixed. I think I would work harder on controlling the environment in in your room. And I need to stop looking at my phone before I go to bed. Yeah, like that Gotta you, stop you have doing to. That. And I and I think, you know, it's not easy to do, but but you know, you you have to be disciplined about timing because because I'm a huge believer in order to get a good night of sleep the timing before bed is crucial so like you know let's say you're trying to you know be done for the night closing your eyes on your pillow at 10 well then from 9 to 10 like you really gotta be winding down and allowing yes. your body to cool off and letting your brain slow down and like and, and yeah the phone is part of that and so I think it's just you can't what you can't do is you can't watch TV till 9:55 and then just go and lay down and think you're going to sleep yeah, well. Yeah, it's you not going to do it. You're right. You're absolutely right. Fat Jesus says you should have the mattress repair woman come check out your bed. I saw that in my quote-unquote research once. Hmm. Exactly. Okay. Uh Brylark says if you're eating a calorie deficit and exercising regularly 6 hours doesn't cut it. Your body is needing more fuel or sleep for the weight you're carrying around. Yeah, I I don't. And that's I, a fair point. I that think is. my body's just going through a change because you know my wife and I talk about this. I ask her almost every night, "Hey, did I snore last night?" And it's well, been that's the, last, the other thing. You take it super seriously. I do. It bothers me yeah. incredibly because yeah. I haven't always been like I haven't always been a guy who snores every night all night long. Right. And I don't know that that's what's happening now, but what's happening now is it's on my mind because my you're wife thinking about it. And I do think this bed is part of it because my wife and I, you, well, well, we used to cuddle. We don't do that anymore because we have a split top mattress. Yeah. Right. And now it's on my mind. Every time I wake up to go to the bathroom, I'm like, wait, did you just wake up because you were snoring or because like I'm standing there taking a leak last night. And I'm like, did you wake up because you were snoring or did you wake up because you had to go to the bathroom? Like, that's how much it's in my head. Yeah. You know, like I seriously like it's not my bed. I don't sleep on it, but it sounds like to me you should go back to a traditional setup. I'm telling you the bed's really comfortable, but I think well, it is – I think it could mm, be an issue. I don't know. Yeah. The funny thing is they just sent me a survey in my email. I'm not even kidding. Um, iSense – it's called an iSense bed. What do you think of your elite adjustable base? Take this survey. Yeah, I don't know, man. The bed's even got like – Fat Jesus is going to love this. The bed's even got like a vibration setting. Really? Where you can set it to vibrate for 10 minutes, like a massage setting. It's great. I'm a man. It is unbelievable. Like, the bed's really comfortable. The bed is really comfortable. I just, I don't, I don't know. Man. I don't know. I don't know. Either. I think the bed is also really soft. And maybe I need to firm. I don't fucking know. Like, I'm tired of thinking about it. I, I, That's you know, why I say the bed thing to me that I, I don't know that I could do the bed that you currently have because it is just so much. Like, I don't want to have to think about the setting and moving my bed. Like, oh, I don't want to think about the all zero that shit, G dude. thing is great, bro. I Great. I want to go to bed and I, I want to sleep well on my mattress. That's all I want. Yeah. Brylark says when you change your bed, your body has to go through an adjustment. I got a new one about a week before you, Monty, and I went through the same thing. Yeah. I think the bed's playing a huge role in it. Yeah. Because you can't tell me. Like, 
And I, again, and I, I've asked my wife about this. Yeah. I've talked to my doctor about this. When I asked my doctor, hey, you know, my wife says, um, you know, that he, we were talking about my, and I said, my wife says I don't snore every night, but right. some nights I do. And he, and he asked me questions about like waking up, like gasping, like, do you feel like you're, you're choking? I'm like, no, never. Like I never wake up like, <gasps> like I never wake up yeah, like that. Yeah. And I don't have the scaling. Like he took out this tool to measure my neck and shit. Like I, I'm not worried about sleep apnea. I'm worried about my brain. Frankly, I'm worried about the, the toll that sleeping four to five hours a night takes on my brain. Yeah. I used to do this when I went here in Salt Lake, when I worked at KFAN. I could, I was never a guy that went to bed at eight o'clock. I remember my wife had a friend that stayed at our house and they, they were on our porch and it's like, dude, it's eight o'clock. And I'm like in bed while my wife is outside hanging out with her friend. And it's like, so I never slept great. You know, like the toll that the lack of sleep takes on your brain. That's what worries it's me. It's significant. That's it significant. what worries me. Yes. But you know, it was great getting on that scale at the, at the doctor yesterday, but like we're doing all of the right things. My wife made this awesome vegan soup yesterday. I was telling you about, I had for lunch. It was really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Like we're eating well, we're exercising six days a week. I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with that. The, I don't remember who said it. The comment about how like when you're cutting and you're at a calorie deficit and everything and your body's working harder, like I kind of agree with that. You know, I think it, it could be a thing where, you know, like you can't tell me you can't fall asleep at like 915 in your bed. I, I just, you know, if you were to get to yeah. bed at like nine, nine fifteen. Oh. Well, dude, fat Jesus has the solution. He says, if you your sleep will improve, if you give me the Traeger, that's a fact. <laughs> We'll, I see what you did we'll there. Getting smoked. Okay. We'll research that. I got you. Um, no, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride it out right now. I think I I will talk to my wife about our bed. Um, I don't know. I think my wife likes the bed. I I do. I think she hates the split top. Yeah. I think she hates the split top on it. But you know. Yeah. That I it, to me it just feels like something that you don't want to overcomplicate. You know, like. I understand there's a lot of technology in beds and it's and it sounds great, but you've been sleeping on a non split top bed for twenty years and it's been fine. You know? Like you can't tell me that you can't keep doing that. I don't know. Um, Ace said you talked about taking creatine and now you're not taking creatine and then your message disappeared because you're a cock. Vanish um, mode. He basically he was asking me if my sleep improved after I got off of creatine. No, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. But I've lost seven pounds according to the scale yesterday uh, in water weight obviously because creatine packs water in your muscles yeah i gotta go you know ace is back no ace said yesterday that he started a youtube account with his wife so his wife is back so but notice ace is not commenting today right so right is yeah. what it is you know he was he was out of youtube prison one day <laughs> and then got banned for life permanently banned owned not <laughs> all right play the music i uh, always appreciate everybody that's here hey if you're watching the show right now please give us a thumbs up it really helps the channel grow um would love 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 to get this show to 2500 as soon as possible so we can give that traeger away um uh, follow me on instagram tiktok and twitter the monty show m-o-n-t-y the monty show jake is slc supercars until tomorrow say goodbye jake goodbye jake